Welcome to the Remote Leadership Podcast. I'm Deborah Dinocenzo. For more than two decades, I've helped organizations and leaders successfully go virtual. Join me to learn tips, techniques, and skills that leaders and teams in your organization can implement now to achieve effectiveness in our evolving remote workplace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Remote Leadership Podcast. I'm excited today to welcome Michelle Abraham, founder of Amplify You, North America's top podcast management company. Michelle is a real force of energy as a podcast pioneer, international speaker, and entrepreneur. She's been featured on or honored by Entrepreneur Inc., Podcast Magazine, Entrepreneur of the Year, and Community Champion from Business from the Heart. Michelle was also recently interviewed by Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington, so I'm especially honored to have this opportunity to talk with Michelle today. With a passion for podcasting, Michelle's on a mission to amplify voices, spark visions, and elevate visibility in the world of entrepreneurship. Thank you so much for joining me, Michelle, and welcome. Wow, thank you so much for having me, Deborah. I love uh, I love that intro. It just sounded like so much better than the way I have it. In my <laughs> well, I think it's all quite accurate. So, so let's start with your story and the way you live and manage your business. I, I found this so interesting when I first met you. And so can you share with everyone how you do this and how it all works for you? Sure. So I like to tell people that um, I run a six and seven figure business from a she shed on a lake in the middle of nowhere, Canada. And so if I can do it from here, I don't know what your excuse is. <laughs> exactly. Oh my so gosh. It's a little tongue in cheek, but I think it's kind of funny when you say it in that way. <laughs> yeah. So but- where is said lake? Yeah, so in all reality, we're about three hours outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. So how it works is you take a little ferry boat, which you drive onto with your car. It's actually big. It takes a few hundred cars on it. Oh, okay. That's it's a about a 40 boat. minute trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big ferry boat. And it's about a 40 minute trip across the water. So you're going on the Pacific Ocean through the inside passage, much like a lot of the cruise ships heading to Alaska, can kind of the same route. Wow. And where we go to is the the Sunshine Coast. So technically it is a part of the main line of uh, BC, but it's uh, not drivable. So you have to take a boat to get there. Okay. And then we drive an hour from once we get off on the other side to our, to the lake that we live on. And, um, and then we take a boat across the lake to our house. So oh it's, a, it's a bit of a trek to get here. And if you think of it in the way it's kind of like um, cottage country, or it's where everyone goes on vacation from Vancouver. So it's a population of about 3000 people in the, the winter and about 30,000 in the summer. Okay. So, lakes. Yeah. so vacation We're destination, also- you just want a vacation all year. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we we actually live in my husband's uh, family's property on uh, acreage that they bought over 40 years ago that they use as a vacation home. And my husband and I uh, just got tired of coming up here every weekend and having to leave on Sundays. And so we thought, hey, why not? Our kids are young and we have the opportunity to work remotely. Uh, why not 
try to make this work from from here. And my first thing, my first thought was, oh shoot, the Wi-Fi is not that great. And so we had yeah. to get a little bit of an upgrade of the Wi-Fi because not only do we live like remotely across the lake, we're actually off the grid completely. So our power is generated by solar panels and by water uh, water turbine that's run through a creek wow. in the winter. So power is also a bit of a thing. And so we had to get a special internet uh, set up as well to be able to, to run this online business of mine. <laughs> right. So you are doing it from there. I, I'm assuming you are using like some satellite connection of some sort. It's actually through the cellular towers. So, oh, cell towers all the way yeah. out there. I think Vancouver's like, you know, like far, far away, but you <laughs> yeah. go so much further than that. So how does it work with your team and how big is your team? How dispersed are they? Where are they located? And how have you learned to manage all of this? You must not see most of them very often. Share with right. us how, yeah. how you make it all work. I really have to be careful what I say, though, because, you know, my team edits your podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Full disclosure. Uh, Full disclosure you. there. Yes. yes. If you're uh, listening, team, I love you. Sorry. Yeah. But Michelle <laughs> is my podcast manager. So this is great. And uh, they do a fabulous job. But I, I've just been so intrigued because, you know, I work with a lot of leaders who work in mm. big cities with all kinds of great check resources and everything. And it's a challenge. So it must be a, okay. really a challenge for you. Yeah. And I think one of the things that for the general population out there, if I was to say this, they would, in leadership, uh, they would probably think I'm crazy, but I actually hire people personalities over skills because what we do is very uh, unique and it's mm -hmm. not something that most people have any of the skills to do right out of the gates and so when I was bringing on team members at the beginning I was looking for people that personality wise I could really connect with and we could have a really good solid foundation and so I found a few of those people actually locally in our community and I, including Troy, uh, who's our manager of, of all the podcast managers, and he's been amazing. He actually came, um, I was sitting on the board of a preschool and uh, he came to uh, do some work with the preschool. And I said, hey, you know, I, I love what you're up to. And this is something totally different. But if you're interested, you know, I'd love to see if you'd be interested. And he's first of all was like, well, what are podcasts? <laughs> oh, and, wow. So it was a real, a real learning, a real, real learning curve, but you know, he's been with us over five years and same with some of our other team members. So we have three or four team members that live in Vancouver. Uh, we also have several team members that are in the Philippines and we have over the last couple of years had several team members in the U S as well. So we're over a couple of different countries. And then we've mm -hmm. also had a project manager in South Africa, uh, and then she moved to Australia. So oh. we had, and we did have some people in Chile at one point as well. So we've had all sorts of uh, different team members from different uh, countries, and it's been really fun trying to build a community and a team uh, community from where some people, some of them knew each other in person, some don't. We've gotten together in Mexico together, some of us, and uh, it's been really, uh, really fun challenge running a community of team members. So even the people who are in Vancouver, they might get together with each other and occasionally even see you if you take the boat back over. But yeah. th they're really you know, distant from you in terms of where you are as well. So what have been your big learnings uh, relative as you've grown your team, added people who are even more remote in other countries to help you do this and do it well? 
Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. We always, when we're looking for new people, we ask our team members, who do you know? Is there someone that you think would be a really good fit? Or, you know, usually they're approaching us with someone that they know is looking for an opportunity and they've heard what they're doing. And uh, so, in fact, we have two sisters that work for us in the Philippines and we have two sisters that work for us in Canada. Um, and we also have um, a set of cousins that work for us. Oh, so wow. We like to call it the Amplify You family. And it's yeah. the Amplify You family for a reason, because everyone's almost sort of connected in some way or another. Um, and I've had some, uh, some, some family friends also work for us over the course uh, of the years as well. Like my cousin's uh, wife worked for us for a little bit as well while she was uh, coming back from that leave. And so I like to say that we like to do, it's almost like a, um, I think one of the successes we've had is we've been running our team as like they run their own business. And so they take ownership of what they're doing. And it's mm -hmm. um, because they are uh, remote and because they are mostly independent contractors, but we'll all work together. And as a, is in an organization, like an employee would, we have a strong network. So they have ownership of what they do and a little bit of flexibility and freedom also in what they do, because they can make their own hours because mm -hmm. of the nature of the work we do. They can, you know, if it fits. So for example, we have one team member who had a small child and was, you know, pre preschool age. And so she was working in nap times and then in the evenings after he went to bed, which mm -hmm. worked great for her. We had another team member that was going to school um, to become a coach and a therapist. And so she was able to work outside of her school hours. And so we built a culture of people that could fit in their work within the community. And we have two team members who also are heavily volunteering at our elementary school that our kids go to. And so, you know, they're able to do be the president of the pack as well as get their work done uh, for us too. So it allows for a balance, a big, a bigger life balance. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does sound like it facilitates their work-life balance. And, mm -hmm. and the, the, the nature of the work is such that if somebody's working at two in the morning, your time, it doesn't really matter because, well, just the nature of podcast production is such that, you know, things get loaded up and people can work on them whenever. And so long as they're dropping on the right date, that's kind of exactly. all that matters. So how do you com communicate? How do you keep your team connected? What technology yeah. tools do you find to have been most helpful? Which ones have you found weren't helpful that you abandoned? We, uh, for the most part, use Slack. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Slack was really good for us because it was like chats and we could have each of our podcast shows had a channel that could have the podcast manager and Troy, who is the ma their manager, as well as the client, as well as myself, all in one of those chats so that we could see what was going on. And at any moment, we could have a look and see the communication that was happening. So instead of being in all sorts of different emails, uh, we wanted to keep all of our communication with clients and with our team off of email into Slack. So Slack has been really helpful for us with the messaging. We have moved as an organization over to Circle recently, mm -hmm. which you know, and so each now of our each of our shows have a Circle group, which works very similarly. Similar to Slack, to Slack right? Yeah. Although the difference is what it does facilitate is more of a community feel. It's much more visual with like, you can put videos in and training in and you can host meetings on there and webinars and things like that. So we've been finding that's a little bit more valuable um, for our clients, but also for our team to be able to communicate and do team. We have team training things in there and 
it's easier for us to communicate all together. The one challenge that we have had is having a, um, an in-person, like a, a virtual Zoom meeting yeah. that everyone in all time zones and, and schedules can come to. So we typically meet once a month as a full team. And mm-hmm. then we do weekly team meetings as far as like podcast managers or administrative or marketing teams. Uh, so smaller team meetings more frequently. So I'm curious if you on your monthly meetings do uh, rotate the times of that so it's not always middle of the night for the people in the Philippines or how do you, how do you manage that because that's a that's always a challenge for international remote so, leaders. Yeah, we were able to kind of pinpoint at like 8 a.m. Pacific time was mm-hmm. good for the Philippines, but also for our parents who are trying to get kids to school or had yeah. got kids to school already at, by eight o'clock. So it was a bit tricky for a couple of people. They were driving kids still back home still. or coming back from the drop yeah. off or whatever, yeah. but <laughs> it was kind of like the best option that we could figure out that worked at that time. And so over, I would say probably every 90 days or so, we were kind of reassessing, okay, is this still working? Or less people are showing up to this meeting. Maybe we need to switch the time uh, just to make sure that we're always communicating. But because of the nature of like the business communicating, like each of our team members are communicating with clients and also with their team leader. So there's lots of communication going on within the team on a, a regular basis anyway. So those, those general meetings were recorded so people could follow up and listen and listen if they couldn't make it but also it was more just uh tell us what's going on personally what are your wins personally what are your wins in work what are your wins with clients uh you know what's something exciting that you're working on what are your goals so there was more it wasn't more it wasn't uh that they weren't so much specific for things that were happening other than general larger announcements okay so uh, and what tool do you use for the monthly all team meeting that one we're just using Zoom for. Zoom. Okay. Yep. And which was what we're using today for this podcast. Exactly. So um, <laughs> yeah, I find it, you know, I, I, when I'm doing training, I always have to remind people that this is, even though people that are familiar with teams, you know, can never really find how to raise their hand in Zoom, but <laughs> they figure it out. And I have to remind them that, you know, the tools we have now are so wonderful compared to what, you know, we didn't have you know, five, 10 years ago that, uh, that people are much more familiar with and comfortable with and can f- facilitate, you know, what I call face-to-face, uh, you know, people mm. are face-to-face on Zoom. They're not on site. On site right. is different than face-to-face, but, you know, we're getting all the stuff that we used to complain we couldn't have in terms of seeing people and facial expressions. Right. And do you typically have your team keep cameras on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's our way, like they can each see each other, right? They don't get mm-hmm. to see each other in person. So this is a way that we can still build. And some of them know each other personally. Some of them see each other in person. And so for those that don't, uh, this was a nice way to kind of um, see each other face to face. So we kind of know who each other are. You get a different yeah. kind of feel when it's uh, when it's visual. I don't know what we would have done without Zoom <laughs> right, in the last right. years. It's been so helpful. But we did do a team trip to Mexico um, that not everyone was able to make it to, but a good, a, you know, about seven or eight of us were able yeah. to go. And so that was great to be able to meet some of them in person for the first time and get to know each other a little bit more over a few days in Mexico. And then, you know, that just builds on as we come back and you know, help one day to be able to go to the Philippines again and uh, meet some more of our team members there. Yeah, great. Okay. So for other remote leaders that are listening to this, 
uh, what would you suggest are the top three things that they need to do or keep in mind to keep their teams connected, to build trust, to communicate? You know, I would get a lot of questions all the time, you know, how often should I communicate? And, uh, you know, how, what's the best way to do that? And, if, you know, of course the answer is, well, it all depends. It depends on yeah. your team, each individual. So um, it would be great if you could share with us your insights and what you've learned as takeaways from how you've been managing. For sure. Yeah. I'd say number one is like, <laughs> I, I would start to feel a little bit disconnected after, you know, more than a week without communicating with some of them. Um, and when we were communicating uh, I would say the number two thing is, is try to find out what their personal goals are too, and see if our company could help them, help them reach their personal goals as well as their, um, as well as their, you know, work goals so that they, so that they feel like there is, um, like, I feel like we did a good job of, ha uh, helping them stay longer because they were achieving the goals that they wanted to achieve, to achieve personally too, whether that be more, income or whether that be like a different working hours or, you know, working towards a vacation of some sort. Um, so that was, that was something that we were, I'm pretty proud of. That was a key takeaway is just really finding out what matters to your team members the most. Mm -hmm. And then number three, also just checking in with them regularly about what's working, what's not. And because they're a lot of our team members are client focused mm -hmm. more than we are client focused. We were really leaning on them to find out what's working, what's not working, what are our clients saying to really back to us so that we can help make changes together. So we were we orchestrated everything that we were doing as um, like, it's an us thing. And what are our decisions on it instead of it's my decision. And then you follow what I said we're doing. So it was more of a cohesive a collaboration yeah. rather than um, like hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, one of my other podcast guests, what people would have heard this um, as a CEO of a real large company. And uh, he has abandoned the annual performance review. Not that there's no performance management, right? But mm -hmm. he said, I want people coaching, checking in, the term that you used, on a much more regular basis than even mid-year, end of year, how'd it go? You know, what yeah. did you not get done? Um, and so when you have that 12-month that check-in or even the mid-year, that's when people tend to talk more. And he wants them talking monthly, checking yeah. in, talking monthly, in, in much more of a coaching approach. The other thing I really like about what you said about uh, checking in on personal goals and the connection between that and retention, um, constantly what I'm hearing is still talent acquisition and talent retention is the challenge of the day. And uh, obviously remote work, if we can master that, allows leaders to get that talent wherever it is, which you've clearly done. Um, cause it's not co-located with you cause there aren't too many people moving to your <laughs> Island. I hate to tell you. And yeah, so, locally, though. <laughs> yeah, so the, your, uh, you know, ability to impact retention by really helping people grow personally and professionally, um, uh, is I, I think a fabulous takeaway. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share about what else you're into or where you're going next, uh, beyond, uh, all the pod wonderful podcasting stuff you do. Sure, Deborah. Thank you. Uh, one, actually, one more thing I just wanted to mention, and it was something that I hadn't really clued into until just recently 
recently when I was talking to one of our team members and she said, you know, we, she's like, oh, we, I love the shows I am managing because what we've done is um, we've kind of like allocated shows to people that fit kind of the show. So for example, she's a coach. And so she's learning about coaching. She's learning about parenting. She's learning about all sorts of other things that relate to her life too. So she's getting some personal development while she's doing her job, which I think oh, is great. Fantastic. Yeah. And like, yeah. we, like our, our team members learn so much from the shows that they're working on. Like this show has been so valuable for so many of our, our team members listening to it. So I think that's been a really helpful is just that personal growth and the personal, yeah. personal uh, aspect of, of uh, the, the work, the aspect of the work that they're doing that kind of helps them stay with us longer too. It's fun. And you know, you, you run a relatively small company compared to some of our listeners who you know run are part of huge corporations. I think the takeaway is every leader though, has the opportunity to do what you're doing with their team. Yeah. on a one-on-one -on -one basis and uh so i i love that as a as a big takeaway from all of this so anything yeah. else that you're dabbling in these days or yeah actually into? funny funny enough um my uh you know my the last few years has been kind of like uh something that's been thinking about i've been thinking about a long time is how uh we as leaders can be of a higher vibration and when we're of higher vibration vibration ourselves we're attracting other people that are vibrating higher whether it's the right magnet we're magnetizing the right clients and the right team members and so I'm moving into a a new area where I'm supporting high vibe leaders and so in my community that I'm building is called high vibe leaders and that looks like a mastermind mm -hmm. and we're running uh raise your vibe retreats so that's something that I'm really excited about because it just what I'm finding is that people are a little bit out of alignment. And when you're out of alignment, things are hard and work is tough and it's, you know, not as fun and easy as it could be if you're more in alignment with what you're doing. So yeah. just pulling people out of their normal environment into uh, an experience with other people, connecting, collaborating, masterminding, just is, does a whole world of difference. I mean, you and I have met in masterminds before. It, right. just, it just changes your perspective when you get out from behind the computer every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thank you for this, Michelle. This has been really um, interesting and a lot of great insights uh, for leaders of small organizations, as well as from large organizations to think about uh, what's the best they can do with their teams, even when they're not on site together. So I appreciate your time and uh, we'll make sure we put in the show notes uh, the best way for people to reach you. Sounds great. So, thank you so much for having okay. me, Deborah. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Michelle. This is Deborah with a quick reminder about our Remote Leadership Mastery Program. This coaching program leverages intentional and authentic connections with team members to achieve targeted productivity and profitability. For individual leaders or small leadership groups, this is timely coaching to ensure hybrid leadership excellence. See the show notes for a link to schedule a call with me to learn more or to enroll. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remote Leadership Podcast. To learn more about how I can help you and your team, your colleagues, and your organization master the skills, systems, and culture for the remote hybrid work environment, see the show notes for ways to reach me or contact me at remoteleadershippodcast.com. Thanks for listening and for always learning.